And now it's time for the Factory Theater Hour, a radio show podcast written and performed by college students and community members from Greenville, Illinois. Tonight, in front of a live audience, we bring you Life with Frank in an episode written by Jess Adam titled Frank Gets Fired. It's time for another episode of Life with Frank. Our hero Frank is an average family man with an average family. Frank's wife Marion is a sweet and caring housewife. Their daughter, Kate, is 16 years old and brings Frank a great deal of anxiety as she becomes an adult. Their son Billy is a precocious young scamp that walks the line between genius and doofus. The family recently opened their home to Frank's father after he had trouble adjusting to life in the retirement home. So, now that you've met the whole family, let's jump into our story. It looks like Frank is just now getting home from a long day at the office. Ugh, what a day. Marion, kids, I'm home. Hi, Pop. How was your day? Exhausting. Billy, it seems like no matter how much I get done in one day, there's always one more thing that needs done. But now I'm home with my family where I belong. How was your day, Billy? Today was great. In English class, I read my latest essay on the efforts of the early North American people to combat climate change through their agricultural trade in the early 1600s. Native Americans worried about climate change? They sure did. Huh. Well, good for you, son. Do you think I could read your essay? Uh, I think you'd have a hard time understanding it. Well, Why's that? I'm an intelligent guy. Well, you see, even though the essay was for English class, I wrote it in Latin. How and when did you learn Latin? In Spanish class. Then where did you learn Spanish? In P.E. All right. I am walking away from this conversation before I get any more confused. It's not that complicated, Dad. Well, for you, maybe. For me, I want to read the paper. Oh, Frank, you're home. How was your day? Not too bad. Despite how hectic everything has been at the factory, Mr. Granger was in a great mood. How nice. I don't know why you all say he's such a pill. Every time I've seen him, he's been very pleasant. Ernest Granger has never been called very pleasant. Ever. When he was born, he came out with a sour disposition and a trademarked frown. Frank, that's not very nice. I bet he came out of the womb chomping on a cigar, pointing his bony finger at the nurses and telling them to get back to work and there's nothing to see here. (laughs) Oh, Frank, you are terrible. Uh, Dad, how are you feeling today? Are you kidding me? I'm 97 years old. How do you think I feel? Sorry. Well, I hope you had a good day. I had a great day. I went to the park and I fed the ducks. Actually, Frank, he stood in the backyard and threw whole loaves of bread at some pigeons. Then I went to the library and checked out a few books about wooing women. (laughs) He snuck into the neighbor's house and stole three issues of Cosmopolitan magazine. And then I helped the boy work on his science project. Grandpa, that's one thing I think we should talk about. Oh, for heaven's sake, what happened now? Billy's been preparing a maze for some mice for the science fair next week. Grandpa electrified the walls of the maze. Now the mice are huddled in the middle of the maze and appear to be praying. But somebody has to teach those little critters the harsh realities of life. They don't accept mice in the Navy, you know. That's where I learned. 
Those were good days. All right, Dad, please do not help Billy with his schoolwork without one of us being with you, all right? Aye, aye, Captain. You're on a tight ship, sir. I have to go now. I promised Kate that I would help her with her makeup for her date. What? Kate is going on another date with that spike boy? Now, Frank, Kate is getting older. You told her she could go if she was home by nine. All right, but she better not be a minute late. I'll let her know, Captain. May the wind be ever at your back, sir. Thanks. May your port side sparkle in the morning sun. All right, that's enough, Dad. May your crow's nest tower high above the Stop clouds. Stop it. May your rudder All dig All right, that's enough. And... All right, I'll check you later, sailor. And you too, Admiral. Frank, your dad is the silliest fella I know. I'm still not quite sure about that. What do you mean? Well, either dad is really silly or he's lost his mind. Why can't it be both? Hello? Hello? This is Mr. Granger, Frank's boss. Is Frank available? Sure thing, Mr. Granger. Just one minute. Frank, it's your boss. Mr. Granger? Of course it's Mr. Granger. Oh, this isn't good. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Granger, uh, good evening, sir. What can I do for you? Frank, I've got bad news. I have to fire you. The suits in the accounting department tell me we, that we've got to let go of some of our middle management, and your name was at the top of the list. I'm sorry, my boy. Take care. What was it, Frank? Frank? What did Mr. Granger say, Frank? Frank! I, I'm... I'm fired. What terrible news. Whatever will Frank do? How will he feed his family? How will he keep the bills paid? Find out after this message from tonight's sponsor, Darlene's Pickle Sauce. Well, howdy there, boys and girls, moms and dads, grannies and paps. My name is Darlene Gentry, and I want to let you in on a little secret. When I was just six years old, my mama taught me the secret to making a delish pickle sauce. Want to know what she said? She said, Farouk Pomandon Beedgan Pum Pum. I have no idea what that means, but that is what she said. Forty years later, I have made a life for myself selling my mama's pickle sauce. Darlene's pickle sauce is great for dipping your pickles in or for adding to a burger instead of those crinkle-cut pickle chips. It tastes like pickles. It smells like pickles. It looks like pickles. Guess what it sounds like? One thousand pickles screaming for mercy. Darlene's Pickle Sauce, now in three flavors. Spicy, creamy, and double pickle. Darlene's Pickle Sauce. What was that? Shh, don't give away my mama's secrets. Well, I have no idea what pickle sauce is, but we're so glad to have you here with us, Darlene. That's Darlene's Pickle Sauce. You don't need it. You don't want it. <laughs> well, let's get back to our story. It looks like Frank is still in a bit of shock. Frank? Frank? Frank! Uh, yeah? You've been staring at the phone groaning for two hours, Frank. What are we going to do? I, I don't know, Marion. I don't know. Dad, word on the street is you got canned today. Yeah, bro. We heard what went down. <clears throat> you want to blog about it? Yeah, Pops. I, I didn't understand a single word either of you just said. Dad, you got fired. It's okay, dude. Me and Billy Boy here want to get your mind off your troubles and help you chillax. 
Why am I instantly terrified that you're going to hogtie me and leave me in the woods for three days? Oh, Frank, that never happened. Dad, tell her. Well, Marion, my sweet, sweet, sweet dear Marion, a few months ago, well, I hogtied Frank and left him in the woods for a bit. Dad? Okay, okay, I left him in the woods for three days. It was awesome! Dad had no idea we were tracking him the whole time! Grandpa was teaching me how to hunt! You never told me that. I don't tell you a lot of things. Well, I think it would be a great idea for you boys to spend some time together. I know Frank could use a distraction. Luckily, Frank, our rainy day fun can carry us over for a little while. Right now, go blow off some steam. Well... Guess it can't turn out as bad as last time. What happened last time? Dad. Did you get hurt? Dad. <laughs> was there a fire? Dad. <laughs> Did somebody poke your eye out and then the only thing that you could do to save it was duct tape a 7-Eleven slushy to your face? But then you couldn't see well enough to drive, so you had to hitch a ride with a roughneck truck driver named Spanky. And Spanky was a gypsy fortune teller, and he read your fortune, which scared him. So he ran off the road with his truckload of single-serving pudding cups, and Spanky didn't survive, but you did, and you lived in a culvert and lived off of nothing but pudding cups? <gasps> Dad, you're amazing! You two terrify me, but okay, I'll go with you. First, though, you gotta promise me you will not tie me up and abandon me in the woods again. Deal. 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 Well, you boys have fun. I'm off to check on Kate before her date. Just make sure you check in now and again. A mother worries, you know. Aye, aye, Admiral. We'll leave word at our next port of call. Thank you, sailor. Bye, boys. Be safe. All right. What do you two have in mind for this excursion? Don't forget, you promised me that you wouldn't leave me in the woods again. I already feel sick from losing my job. Now I'm anxious about whatever you goons have in mind for this trip. Ah, uh, don't be such a scaredy cat, scaredy cat. Billy boy and I have the whole thing planned. Now, dear, just put on this blindfold here. Now, kneel down, you're too tall. There, uh, there we I'm, go. Uh, now, uh, I'll have to just plug your ears with these homemade earplugs. Hey. I used cotton balls no. I stole out of the aspirin bottle. Now, to complete the what? ensemble, boy, you have to wear this lovely silver mouth covering what? device. No. Grandpa, that's duct tape. That it is, boy, that it is. I can't see anything. What are you, where are you taking me? Oh, that's right. Everything's <clears throat> just fine. You're starting to feel better already, aren't you? Grandpa, where are we going to take him? We, we never really picked out a spot. Boy, we're going to do the one thing that your dad needs the most. Teach him the harsh realities of life. I, I think he may have figured that out when Mr. Granger fired him. Ah, trust me, my boy. When it's all said and done, your father will be shaking our hands and giving us his thanks. So where are we going to take him? We're going to leave him in the woods, obviously. Awesome! All right, now stick him in the trunk. You want to drive, boy? Uh, Grandpa, I, I'm only 12. I don't have my driver's license. What the heck is a driver's license? That's fine, though. Whatever. I'll steer. You operate the pedals. Well, Frank's not going to like this. And you know what else Frank's not going to like? Darlene's pickle sauce. Darlene, why don't you tell us more about your famous pickle sauce? Well, howdy again, y'all. I've just been sitting here thinking and thinking some more about all of the wonderful things you can do with my pickle sauce. My cousin Peggy uses it as a lotion. 
My neighbor Tim says he uses it as an insecticide. My husband, bless his dearly departed soul, used to use it in place of drywall mud. The possibilities really are limitless. In fact, I have a secret use for my sauce too. I, like so many other people here in the audience tonight, suffer from an often overlooked and quite painful problem, night sweats. So here's what I do. I take two tablespoons of pickle sauce and one can of Glade air freshener into the shower. After a fast and painfully cold shower, I spray myself with a can of Glade's fresh linen and then rub that pickle sauce all over the bottoms of my feet. Then I put on my socks and hop into bed. Problem solved. Don't believe me? Try it for yourself. That's Darlene's pickle sauce. Don't forget, it's good for brushing your teeth, too. I've never heard of anything more disgusting in my whole life. That's Darlene's pickle sauce. You can find it for yourself in your grocer's dumpster. Well, let's get back to Frank and the gang as the boys are heading off to the woods to get Frank's courage back. Grandpa, are we there yet? Yeah, just keep your eyes on those pedals, boy. We're almost there. Now just give her a little more gasoline. Just a little more. A little more. And break, break, for the love of God, break! There. We're here. I want to see. Wow, Grandpa, we aren't anywhere near the road. How did, how did we get here? The imagination. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I took a wrong turn about 10 miles back in Sioux City, and I just went with it. Well, where are we? This, my boy, is Camelot. Fabled land of courageous knights, dragon slayers, wizards, and the Kennedy family. Awesome. Can we get my dad out of the trunk now? Sure, we can get him out of the trunk here. Let's just see. Holy crap, he's gone. Boy, did you let him out when we stopped for gas back in Duluth? No, I didn't. You told me not to, so I didn't. Well, hmm. Maybe I let him out when we fought that family of badgers in the park. That was only a few miles back. That must have been it. You opened the trunk to get your badger smasher. Maybe Dad got out of the trunk and wandered off. What are we going to do? Uh, Billy, my boy, it looks like the hunt is back on. You go change into your hunting gear. We're going to bag us a Frankie. Finally, a chance to earn my human hunting merit badge for the scouts. a boy. Well, if you're going to get a human hunting merit badge for it, I say you are the expedition leader. So what shall we do first, oh great leader? First, we need to find his tracks. So we should head towards the last known location and start there. All right, let's do it. Huh? All right. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And there are his tracks. He must have gotten out of the trunk right here. It looks like he was heading towards that grove of trees. Yeah, it looks like it. Well, Scout, watch next. Keep your eyes out for broken branches and other signs that he passed through here. All right. Well, he hasn't been gone long. Look at this. Frank's business card. Oh. And it's still warm. This must be a sign. He must be trying to communicate with us. Or some other fellow out of work, middle-aged, washed up, hombre. <laughs> Say, Billy, did I ever tell you about the first time your dad got fired? He was working at that auto parts store when he was in high school. How have I never heard this story? What happened? Ah, poor Frankie. A fella came in and he bought some oil filters and a glow-in-the-dark ashtray. He passed Frankie a counterfeit $50 bill. Poor Frankie had no idea. His boss was awful sore when he found it. So he called Frankie in his office and he chewed him out. He handed him his final paycheck, minus the cost of the oil filters and the ashtray, and he kicked little Frankie right out the door. I think Frankie cried for a whole week. 
Boy, your father gets wrapped up in some crazy schemes, but he is a good man with the biggest and most fragile heart you've ever seen. Remember that. Use it against him. It's his only weakness. I feel so bad for him, Grandpa. We, we should have kept a closer eye on him during the badger fight. I forgot the Jones family code of honor. Family before badger fights. Well, Gramps, did you hear that? I heard it. It's those darn badgers again. Go get my badger smasher. No, 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 wait. It, it's... It's... Frank? Frank, is that you? Dad! 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 Frankie! I thought we lost you. I thought you lost us. What happened? Where did you guys go? We think we lost you when we were fighting that family of badgers that tried to steal Grandpa's sandwich. I was there for the fight. Don't you two remember? After the fight, I told you I had to visit the little badger's room. You said you'd wait for me. When I got back, you were gone. I had to sit and wait for you to come back. Well, you weren't here when we got back. Where did you go? Well, those badgers came back for one last push. Well, you gotta respect the majestic badger, my boys. It never shows fear. Did I ever tell you my bunkmate in the Navy was a badger? Tom Badger, his name was. Heck of a dancer. Dad, I'm sorry you lost your job. Me too, Billy. Me too. But you know what? I'm not scared or worried for you. Why not? Because you always pull through for us, Dad. You were always there to take care of our family. Like when Grandpa... Grandpa, get out of that tree! Okay! Like when Grandpa needed a better place to live, you took care of him. Dad, I know life gets crazy, but as a family, we can survive anything. Yeah, even getting lost in the woods after being quasi-kidnapped by my father and son after losing my job. (laughs) Dad, you're the best. Billy, you aren't all that bad either. Oh, boys, look. Look over here. These badgers have taken me into their herd. You boys will have to leave me here. I'm a badger now. Dad, we're going home. Oh, all right, you old stick in the mud. Say, Frankie, you gonna be okay? Yeah, Dad, I'll be all right. boy. Do you remember what I told you after you got fired from that auto parts job in high school? Not a word. I told you that life gets rough. Sometimes you lose your way or you get knocked off course, but giving up is never an option. You lick your wounds and you move on. You ready to move on? Yes, Dad. boy. Now, what do you say you two blindfold and drop me in the woods next time? That already crossed my mind. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, that's it for this episode of Life with Frank, brought to you tonight by Darlene's Disgusting Pickle Sauce. Tune in next time. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Life with Frank on the Factory Theater Hour. This episode featured the voices of Chris Borwick as Frank, Macy Sepp as Marion, Jack Dottie as Billy, Jess Adam as Grandpa Jones, and Emily Gaffner as Darlene the Pickle Lady. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for more from the Factory Theater Hour. <laughs>